Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Life finds a way, and so do we, as we head back to Isle Nublar and tango with the dinos one last time. It's Jurassic World Dominion on Normies Like Us. Blue, you had a baby. That's impossible. I promise you, I am going to get her back. Genetic power has now been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. Because carnivore, the world is ever saying. See? Not so bad. That is one big pile of shit. You heard it up top. We are heading back to a period that is not the Jurassic period, because that's not when these dinosaurs existed, but that's okay, because (laughs) we are going to be talking one-of-a-kind dinosaurs on that lovable island, Island Nublar. That's right. It's Jurassic World Dominion, a.k.a. the Jurassic Park franchise here on Normies Like Us, with your hosts... Uh, paleontologist Dr. Colin Brooks. Nice. I'll just be um, Myconotosaurus. <laughs> uh, but based on if you're watching the video, I am doing my best. Uh, you know, Malcolm. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say impression chaos I got Mike the black shirt. Yeah, it's true. I could have been Ian Mikeum. That would <laughs> yeah, work that's too. Good. I like that. Um, but I guess the premise for this, again, we're not joined by, by Jacob or Joe because, mm-hmm. you know, th- this was my idea. And I spent so much time considering whether or not I should. I didn't, you know, consider or whether I could, whether or not I should. We fucked that <laughs> you, up already. You madman. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, we have a T-Rex. So this is my idea. And I, I was excited. I bought in to the trailers, right, right? Um, and that's how it always begins. You know, it's ooh, ah, and then there's running and screaming right so this movie was terrible and to quote uh ian malcolm it's one big pile of shit uh (laughs) but i did go thursday i was extremely excited about this because i bought in after having seen it Uh, a lot of the internet says worse to the jurassic franchise we're Mm going to jump into it but i said spare yourselves the suffering uh if you. you wish and we can just i'll take any questions to kind of live vicariously uh the experience. So that's yeah. that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, we've done an episode on Jurassic before, Mike, where you kind of came out and said you were a dinosaur boy. I wasn't yeah. really. I don't really care about dinos, but this is kind of your franchise. Like you just said, you took that bullet for us. Basically, your co-host reactions, mine included, were like, "Why are you? Why do you want to see that? <laughs> why why are <laughs> right, you going right. to that?" And uh, I appreciate you doing it. And I do have questions because obviously this is like a big movie, so I care about the franchise. And, and like you said, the other box boys office wise, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was very excited. And again, yeah, we did Jurassic Park, you know, and kind of the franchise in general. And, you know, we, we talked a lot of Spielberg like a summer ago, you know, the big blockbuster birth of that. And, you know, he obviously made the first film. It's a big deal. Um, and then now we're the third sequel, the, the Trevorrow movies. And, yeah, I was excited because what I was expecting and I think what we've needed since the first movie before we talk about what we're actually getting in the episode mm. proper is. I thought we were going to get, based on the trailer, here's dinosaurs running rampant in the real world, which is kind of the only interesting thing you can do after the first movie. Just let them loose, and there's crazy situations, right? And the trailer sets that up, but it ultimately does not deliver any of it. Um, And and we can get into that more. But I was was very saddened, uh, easily the worst in the franchise. And the last one had a, a... raptor that was aware that it was in a film and looked directly at camera and smiled. (laughs) It it was a dinosaur that I kept predicting would speak by the end of the movie. 
<laughs> I was hoping it would. It did know it did have a sense of dramatic tension not. as it slowly yeah. reached for the blanket. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess they little um, girl. Yeah, they 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 definitely jumped the uh, the shark with this one or the jumped prehistoric the shark. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But uh, let's jump into it. Let's uh, yes. get talk about Dominion because we're not getting out of here until we do. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll catch you on the other side, Normies, as we talk Jurassic World Dominion. We're back. We're entering the park here on Jurassic World Dominion on Normies Like Us. Uh, I got to start with that title. It's about the dumbest title in the world. If you go back and think about the others, Jurassic World. Okay. That's a great upgrade from Park. Sure. Mm -hmm. Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. You're like, oh, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. So volcanoes blowing up now. Yeah, I guess. I don't even really remember. And then this one. Yeah. (laughs) No colon Jurassic World Dominion. And you go, so what do those three titles mean, Mike? <laughs> well, you know, if we're going to look at this, you know, big film brain, we have Jurassic is now global. Mm-hmm. Then the kingdom falls, right? Volcano blows up. If you look at T-Rex, he's the king or whatever. Maybe that's the thing. They have to get the uh, dinosaurs off the island. And then Dominion, I guess, has mankind lost its dominion over mm. the natural world? What is the question? I guess that's what they're going for. The movie itself doesn't tackle that in any meaningful way whatsoever. In fact, it's just doing, again, the same thing that every one of these movies has done. Poses the question that we answered in the first movie. Should we fuck with nature? No. And, you know, that's very briefly. But, yeah, Dominion, I don't know, bad title. But, again, the first one that's what? Jurassic Park. The Lost World underscore Jurassic Park. Terrible. And then just Jurassic Park 3. So there, yeah. there's no continuity with that either. You're right. It is all bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all over the place. <laughs> I like the moment in 2. It's maybe the only thing I remember. And I mean the the two of this new trilogy, not the original. But where the Jeff Kingdom, Goldblum yeah. comes out and says, welcome to Jurassic World. And like you said, that's kind of a big promise of this movie is going forward with in the next one, people will be like Flintstoning, you know, like like literally interacting with dinosaurs, I guess. Pterodactyl mailmen and shit. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. What's it going to be? You know, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. And that's what you want, though. Maybe yeah. not the whole the full Flintstone of it all, but it's like you wanted like basically there's only been one good sequel and it's the lost world. A lot of people didn't like it, but it's still Spielberg. It's his send up to be monster movies. And I think. Like that final scene with the T-Rex in San Diego, mm-hmm. like as it's send up to the Lost World with, with the Brontosaurus in San Francisco from the 20s. It's like, that's great. I just want that with every other type of dinosaur. Because you think of the chase scene in number two yeah. when they're first rounding up the dinosaurs. Like, that's incredible. So just have that happening in a city. That's all we've ever wanted is yeah. dinosaurs going crazy. And the trailer for this seemed to promise me that. And that's why I got excited. I'm like, this might be the best one. We got the old cast back. You got, you know, Ian Malcolm, Alan Grant, uh, Sadler, right? Everyone's back that, you know, can be. And it's like, man, let's go. Um, and it even opens strong. The first five minutes are great. It's like this fake internet, now this video, where it's like, dinosaurs are everywhere, but how can we coexist? And it's just this <laughs> montage of dinosaurs in the city, right? And like 
you know, fucking with people in cars or whatever, blocking the road. And it's like, hell yeah, that's what I want. But then that entire plot point is relegated to that news clip. And then the rest oh. of the movie takes a left turn into some other bullshit. So they give it to you a little a little bite at the beginning. But it's it's kind of just a, a swerve. It's not you Detective really Pikachu. It's not Rhyme City where they're just, you know, co- cohabitating. No, no. There's ah. like a couple sequences. There's a sequence in Malta. There's like, you know, two good action sequences. But largely, this is a kidnapping rescue movie. Mm. with a couple dinosaurs in the background. Um, it's not great, Colin. <laughs> well, let's... Okay, so spoilers going forward, listeners. I yes. know some things just because of the Let cultural some climate money. or whatever. Thank you, please do. But lay out <laughs> what this movie is then, Mike, if it is this dumb kidnapping plot. Okay, so the primary antagonist of this film is Dotson. We remember Dotson from Jurassic Park 1. He no. wanted to get the Barbasol can. Dotson. Oh, wow. We got Dotson here. See, nobody cares. That Not even guy? Collins. Yeah. Different actor because that guy is a bad guy in real life. Uh, different actor playing an older Dotson. He runs a company called Biosyn. Their arrival of, uh, their arrival of uh, InGen and whatever the Jurassic Park company is called. Um, so now dinosaurs are out in the wild. DNA is easier to get. So they started engineering stuff. He's got Wu on his side. Turns out they have this great, great plan. They, um, they're also like Monsanto, where they sell their seeds to farmers. But because they're big genetic engineers, they're like, what if we make locusts, dinosaurs, giant locusts that only eat plants that aren't our seed? So we have this scene of a field getting decimated by locusts, but then the field across the road doesn't get decimated. And they say, mm. hey, do you buy your seed from Biosyn? They say, we don't. And that, so that's why your field got destroyed. It's like, so that's relevant. pretty obvious, you'd think, though, right? It's a terrible plan. Well, like, Mike, it's obvious when Amazon destroys small bookstores, it's legally still allowed. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So, th- so that's the, the crux is there's this ecological problem. Yeah. They're trying to cover up the bad guys. At the same time, they're looking for the girl from the second movie who's a clone, as we remember. She's a yeah, clone. I don't. And she really. frees the dinosaur because they're like her. They're clones. So uh, she's a teenager now. She's angsty. They live in Colorado with Owen Grady. It doesn't really matter, but she has DNA that's important. And then Blue has a baby asexually. So they're like, all right, we're going to kidnap oh two daughters. We're going to kidnap Blue's daughter and we're going to kidnap uh, Owen Grady's daughter. Right. And Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, because daughter, the clone the girl can also are. replicate asexually. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but the clone girl just might have crazy DNA that they need to solve the the, the locust oh, really? problem or whatever because it's getting out of hand. I don't know. It's it's something like that. But they're kidnapping her to bring her to facility. There's like human trafficking happening, and then they're basically tracking her down the whole movie. So that's the movie. So Grady and Bryce Dallas Howard they're looking for the kidnapped childrens. And then our legacy cast, they're doing the corporate espionage. Like, let's go to Biosyn as if we're coming on a tour to, like, endorse it. And, like, oh, wow, Ellen Grant, you're so famous. And they're trying to sneak around, do the corporate side, what's going on with the locust. So, yeah, the issue, Mike. And a kidnapping movie. That that all sounds terrible. (laughs) Mainly because you said the word blue and blue's kids. You never said the words dinosaur. Oh, yeah, Blue's a, Blue's a dinosaur. No, but I'm and just saying, like, that has, whole plot you just said, it sounds like it barely involves dinosaurs. 
It does. It, it, the crux of it is bugs and the girl, Maisie. The blue, the raptor, really is inconsequential. It's just like, so, so Chris Pratt can say to Blue, I'm going to get her back. And he puts his hand out. He puts his hand out a lot in this movie. If you like Chris Pratt move. doing the pose. Yeah. Even to dinosaurs, he didn't train. It just somehow oh, works. Oh, wow. It's like, <laughs> they, they know it's an instinctual. Dinosaurs oh respond to this hand movement. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, so it's terrible. So the rest of the movie, there are, you know, the occasional dinosaur scenes. Like in Malta, there's like a raptor chase because they're trafficking raptors and whatever. You know, they get out and Owen Grady's on a motorcycle. And like, that's kind of fun. And then there's one other scene at the end, big dinosaur punch up, you know, that you have to have. But it's not related to the story in any way. It's just, oh, while the humans are escaping, let's do the dinosaur punch up. So like really nothing to do with dinosaurs this plot but new generation tracking the clone girl okay old generation Mm -hmm. investigating the engineered crops those cross at some point i would hope by the end because biosyn is trying to get Maisie because it might not be related to the locust but she has good dna because she's the clone of one of the founding scientists so whatever they want they want her dna too whatever and i for some reason blew because they're like you're related to a main character. I, guess. I still feel like they're going to cross the two of them and make a talking dinosaur. <laughs> that was like a pitch of like human dinosaur yes, hybrid. I remember in like one of the early discarded pitches. I don't know if they'd be military. I, I'm into that. They but, should. Uh, I, but all I wanted it to just become dino riders. So you come yes. on, just do that or but Turok. not doing it. So yeah, or Turok, right? But I was, I was pretty bummed out. It's two and a half hours long. Oh, my God. And I never leave movies, but I did have to use the restroom. And, like, when, it, like, the end credits and everyone's, you know, ah, oh, we did it. I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, there can't be a post. What would a post credit in a Jurassic Park universe be? Alan Grant comes out. He's like, like, okay, I've assembled you all here. Other characters mm-hmm. of dinosaur movies. Yeah, I don't know. It's, well, it's Dom Toretto comes out. It's no, Dom Fast and the Dinosaurs, right? Because that's the same company. That was there was a rumor that Fast and Jurassic would cross over. Oh, is that true? Fast Jurassic? Oh, we did. We 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 pitched that last time. I remember it was Jurassic. The best. Yeah, this was two Jurassic, two World. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, it's bad. And you know, there's a couple cool dinosaurs in here, um, but they're not explained. Like there's a. Uh, before we get to the questions, let's say they have a Giganotosaurus. They call it a the largest predator that's ever been. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's just a bigger T-Rex. But they don't, like, explain, like, how they made it. They're just like, it's here now. And it, it shows up sometimes when the plot needs it, and then it fights the T-Rex at the end. Right? And then it's like, okay. And then they got a raptor that's red, and it, it's on the ice with Owen, and then the ice starts to break, and then this red raptor dives under the ice and can swim under the ice and, like, burst out and do crazy stuff. Sure. What is it? I, they never explain. We made this machine swimming gun in raptor. Hands, Mike. That's it got all loose. Said. Yeah. Like, it's just, here's <laughs> a brand <laughs> new <laughs> raptor with feathers you've never heard of. Oh, awesome. Like, it looks awesome. visually interesting. But there's never, like, a science lab scene where they're like, ah, uh, yes, and this is our... Ice Raptor. Yeah, he's crazy. You know, it's like it just it's just there. Shit's just there. And then it's gone. He was only in one scene. It's just there. And then it's gone. And it's like, okay, well, clearly no one cared about like integrating the dinosaurs into the plot. They just show up as setbacks, minor setbacks that are gone within one scene. And the rest of it is is just 
terrible Hollywood bullshit. It's all tropes and yeah. you know, evil mustache twirling. It's it's terrible. It is it's so interesting to hear you describe this and to the idea of like somebody basically going like, Well, we're not really making like a Jurassic Park movie or a dinosaur movie. Just think of it in the context of a zombie movie. You're just putting whatever story you want on top of it and they're gonna have to interact with dinosaurs. But really, as a fan, mm-hmm. you're like, no. No, I don't want it to be like that. I want it to involve the dinosaurs very heavily, actually. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, I get that, like, the original movie, that only, like, 11 minutes of dinosaur action, but oh, they're, like, true? central to the plot. It's that if you time it out. Yeah, but they're, they're used so well. Here they're not, but um, it's like they are the obstacle. Like, you can't get off the island till you get power back and get communications. Yes. The, the dinosaurs are the direct obstacle. This one, it's humans are the obstacle, yeah. not dinosaurs. Maybe we're the real monsters all along. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, Isn't that what it's always about? The best thing, that's what they're all about. The one good thing about this movie is Jeff Goldblum. He's of course. great. He's so detached. And there's one point where they're talking about, first we had Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World failed. And Jeff Goldblum goes, ah, Jurassic World? Not, not a fan. And I'm like, yes, dude, <laughs> like direct to camera, almost not a fan of Jurassic World. Like wow. he's just getting the paycheck. But again, his character, Ian Malcolm, since the first movie has been like, hey, yo, John Hammond, this is a really terrible idea. And then he's proven right. And then people go back to the island, his his ex-wife or whatever, and dude from Swingers. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you know, and Vince Vaughn, <laughs> right. right? And Roland Tembo, they're going to hunt. He's like, I told you this is a Roland bad idea. Tembo. And then they take it to San Diego. I told you. Then a couple movies go by. Another incident happens. Jurassic World. He's like, this is still a bad idea. No one's listened to him the whole time. So at this point, he's like, yeah, I just got a job talking at Biosync because they pay me a lot. No one's going to listen anyway. Like, I don't care. Oh, like, good no one him. cares I like that. about my message. So he's just like, yeah, like whatever. But he's so he's in Biosyn and then he helps them get access to the lab to find the locust because he's like, I don't care about any of this shit. OK, so that's he's entertaining, honoring to the past. So as a fan of these previous yeah. films, Mike, how about the other two? Laura Dern and Sam Neill, Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Ellie Stapler. What, what is her name? Sadler. 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 Um, I think this is one of the biggest problems I have with it is mm. they do a forced romance. Um, she's now divorced. I was she's literally about to guy. correct you that I remember in the third one when they interact again and mm-hmm. she is happily married and has a kid. Oh. Yeah. The kids are in college and she's not with the doctor so the door is wide open and they get a, a whole smooching scene and they, they ship it. And I think that's just absolutely stupid. Um. Yeah, so Alan Grant hasn't moved on. He's always had a thing for Ellie. Uh, I, I I don't have freedom. I'm alone. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just whatever. again one of those things where, for some reason, creatives are like, when we show your favorite characters again, we should show them like broken and sad. And it's like, no, I kind of liked imagining yeah. for years that like they all had a happy ending and everything was good actually. But that's the only way you can get him involved in the plot right. because if he's not obsessed with her when she shows up. To say, hey, come help me find these bugs. You know, now oh, he's done it. It's stupid. It's it's stupid and lazy writing. And, and I like. think that's... They didn't make any effort. And I watched Chippendale. And that's a much tighter script than this. So. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about you Chippendale, know. buddy. And it's also a kidnapping movie. It's a much yeah. more competent <laughs> kidnapping script. So anyway, oh, wow. maybe we'll get there. Stay tuned, Norman. We're, we're on the dinos, though. Yeah, here we are. Uh, Isla uh, Nublar. It's gone. Should we... Uh, I, I, I don't know what, what else I have plot-wise. Um... 
Do we maybe want to yeah. take a break real quick and yeah. do some of these questions that I you guys right. have for me? The burning we'll, questions. We'll take a break, then we're going to come back. We're going to ping pong some questions to Mike about Jurassic World, uh, the Jurassic Park franchise, and the future of that franchise. Coming up next on Normies Like Us. We're back. We're talking parks, worlds, Jurassics, dinos, all that Technically good stuff. Technically Cretaceous, most like of the us. species, as you pointed out at the beginning. <laughs> not Jurassic, but you know. That's right. But yeah, we're here. I guess uh, the, our co-hosts, graciously, and you, Colin, have submitted some queries as to the state of the park. That's right. Yeah. And I'm here to answer those questions as your, your chaos theory expert. Because that's all these have devolved into is pure <laughs> chaos, baby. You got that open shirt. You're uh, standing next to that mile high piece of shit. Let's go, um, Pastor. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're just Laura Dern, you know, doing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you got a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do have questions. Yeah. Not even not even asking you to start first. I do want to put out to the universe so that like normies can ask themselves this. This is one of those franchises, Mike, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, kind of like Harry Potter, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, okay, if you want me to come to this latest one, if you really want me to spend for what is like a movie that's like getting bad reviews, mm-hmm. I'm not excited for all that stuff. Right. right. You have to make it readily available. It has to be on one of the five streaming services I'm already paying for, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the Jurassic Park movies, the first three, Mike, are all on HBO Max. I'm sure that's some sort of Warner Brothers deal, even though those are universal properties. They don't have a universal because plus. Because think, right? there's no universal plus, but NBC Universal is a huge oh. stake in Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now think, you know those are Universal movies because we go to Universal out here and we can ride the Jurassic Park ride at at that theme park. And you're like, well, that makes sense. I guess they own this Mm -hmm. thing, right? Why aren't the world movies on Peacock? Instead, they are signed to some sort of TV broadcast syndication deal that they go to the channel FX first. Hmm. Not even the idea of like FX on Hulu. I'm just saying they broadcast on television on FX. Huh. Why why are people brokering traditional distribution television syndication model? That makes no sense. In this day and age? Is there like... With a film that the last one was released in 2018, Mike? Is there like demographic data that like people just tune in and watch it whenever it goes through FX? Like, (laughs) I don't know, man. Kids who are home during the summer, um, yep. guys who have are sick for the day, mm-hmm. um, people who are cleaning houses, they tune into FX and, and they uh, watch Jurassic World. If the Mike, FBI is right. doing an advanced interrogation, they can put on FX and <laughs> yes. just make them watch them. If you're in a, if you're in a <laughs> dentist waiting room somewhere, Jurassic World is an option. You can just reach out and change the channel, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. You get a good but, sense of uh, teeth scale. I just I ask that, Mike. And when this it's new film strange. is released on home video, is that something where that's the moment they are they're waiting for, where they go like all the Jurassic Worlds are now available on Peacock? Subscribe and like that's the attempt. I don't know. I don't know either, and I don't want to speculate 
the future of this, you know, but it made a ton of money, even though it's a piece of shit. It did. It made a shit ton of money. And it's like, by that metric, they'll probably make another one. Because they don't, yes. we don't even have to try and we'll make money. It does great overseas, even though there's hardly any dinosaurs in the thing. It's making money. So, yes. And, and another curveball to that, Mike, to that whole oh, situation yeah. I just threw out in the fact that, like you're saying, it is so popular and, and still such a strong brand making so much money. That animated show that they do is a Netflix original. The Camp Cretaceous, so, right? Camp Cretaceous, or yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. If they want to make some sort of TV thing, let's say another animated, let's say God knows how a live action Jurassic Park TV show or something. Oh, wow, yeah. Wouldn't Peacock just immediately be like, hey, fuck you, Netflix, give us all that shit back? You would think so, but I guess they have to wait till time's up. So they wouldn't even put it in development until Netflix loses the rights and then they'll, you know, they wouldn't even fuck around with that. But, um, uh, it was like, the number one U.S. movie in China so far this year? Because they only let a limited oh number of U.S. movies in per year, you know? But, like, it's... Do- yeah, there's no swearing or ghosts. No, in, uh, no swearing or ghosts. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have asexuality, not homosexuality. So they're fine with it. Yeah. Uh, don't have to edit right. any of that out. Yeah, yeah there's no kissing. Um, um, so it's making amazing. money. It's going to make a lot more money, you know, because dinosaurs are big draw, yes. just like fast cars, apparently. But, um... They'll be making more. And that makes me sad because this is an abomination. And again, I just can't help but feel like Ian Malcolm where like I have no mouth and I need to scream like like no one is listening. Oh, my God. No one is listening that these are terrible. You should stop. This is a mistake. And they just keep doing it because to quote um, another great show, Star Trek Picard, the sheer fucking hubris. Um, Of course. And it's they they won't stop because they're making money. And it's a bummer because this was really bad. Yeah. Well, let's talk about why it was bad, mm-hmm. then, and then we can kind of jump into the uh, question yeah, yeah. of this, right? So, Colin Trevorrow, director, he makes a, a very popular indie comedy drama, right, with his little time mm-hmm. travel film. From there, he literally goes straight to Jurassic World. He makes another movie, um, the the Book of Eli, or no, 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 that, that's not what yeah, that's um, called, but the Book of something. I, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what it's called. Not Boba Book Fett of Benjamin either. or something. <laughs> the book about that. Yeah. Whatever that movie's called, it is also derided and called like very bad. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to make Fallen Kingdom, the second Jurassic World movie. He gives that over to J.A. Barona, mm-hmm. who does a monster calls and kind of hasn't done a lot of other stuff, Mike, but did direct a lot of that Lord of the Rings TV show. So mm. these directors are kind of just touching properties that just are like being destroyed yeah, yeah, for us, totally. unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but back to Colin Trevorrow, he, of course, leaves famously Fallen Kingdom because what is he going to direct? A little mm-hmm. thing called the final new Star Wars movie. That's right. And you're like, oh, what a pick. The guy who, I mean, let's say it again. Jurassic World, that first film, the, the legacy sequel to the Jurassic Park movie, nice. is one of the highest grossing domestic films of all time. Yeah. And in fact, was and was unseated until Force Awakens. So to take that guy and put him into Star Wars, you understand that equation. Like, of course, that makes sense. He's going to bring a ton of money to that. Yeah. Now, Mike, uh, we all saw, of course, his film, uh, Star Wars, The Duel of Fates, right? That's our favorite Star Wars movie. (laughs) Yeah, I had to to get... um... 
you know, multiverse. I skipped over to the dimension where it got made, mm. but it is my favorite of the post cools, you know, and the universe is where <laughs> Trevorrow right. got to make it. It is my favorite. Um, yeah, I've read the script. He doesn't get to. Does not get to. And instead, we have we have read the script that has kind of mm-hmm. come out and been released. That's correct. To which I say, I don't know your opinion on it. I, I think we've said on this podcast, I think that script is dynamite. It really is way better than what we got. It has a lot less just like frantic, wasted time. It uses the pathos of the characters, even the way like if you like or hate The Last Jedi, like it picks up with those ideas in a much more interesting way than just saying somehow Palpatine returned. So, you know, talk about incompetence. Again, I think the the studios are the locust and the crops are what we love. Okay. (laughs) And they will devour all of it. Unless we can find a way to stop them. Unfortunately, I don't think we can. And that's where we're at. No. Yeah. I do find it fascinating. It's, it's, oh, I just want to say the fact that we're talking about Star Wars and Jurassic Park, which is Lucas Spielberg, and they're setting the template of the blockbusters in you know, the 70s and stuff with Jaws and then Jurassic Park and I think 96 or 97. But like they're just... The, their legacy of the of the good versions of these movies, you know, and then just to see how far they've come not to be, you know, back in my day, we had good Star Wars and good Jurassic Park. But it, it really is like the returns are so diminishing because um, because of death of the author and I guess rise of the uh, Skywalker. Uh, I mean, uh, corporate uh, overlords. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You're not. I don't think it is being, um, you know, an old fogey to say things like. What was a movie when I was a child is now a three billion dollar business slash theme park slash streaming service. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's anything wrong in calling out the commodifying of of all that, right? Right. Um, I think it is interesting to point out J.J. Abrams, who brought back Star Wars, yep. and uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was selected to do Jurassic Park, were not picked by George Lucas. They were both picked by Spielberg. So to the fact that Spielberg's recommendation is the thing that gets Kathleen Kennedy's ear to say JJ's the guy, it's not the it's to what you're saying of it's really not an inherited will, is it, Mike? It's really just it really is just a company being like, I use necromancy on this corpse, mm-hmm. this corpse is alive and it follows my commands. What command should I give this corpse? Right. And if you're not using necromancy, you're pulling the DNA out of amber and then reanimating it. <laughs> And then using Chris Pratt to train it to do your will. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you pray you pray that your movie can asexually reproduce and create something like small and beautiful yeah, that like, like a won't be used that exists on its own and still yes. serves the greater purpose yes. of the Overlord. I was gonna say I was gonna say malignant, like something like uh, malignant coming out of like Aquaman, like is the thing that like does give me hope. Yeah. Every, like if you are successful enough, you're allowed to do something. Yeah. Personal. These are you not. You get that blank check. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people don't use them anymore. No. So it's it's very weird. It's a big risk. But I, I think, yeah, it's just everything everything gets watered down. Uh, and when I think of like, again, I think The Lost World, it's such a strong sequel. Again, it's it's also Spielberg directing, you know, so yeah. it's hard to really compete with that. But it, it does something different by having animals running around a wide open space. Humans are trying to capture them. That's an interesting concept when the caravan is falling off of the cliff that's like one of the most well-directed 
like action scenes ever put to cinema, you know, and the trailers falling off the cliff. Yes. That's in- incredible. Julianne Moore is nuts. And then uh, Kelly as the only confirmed kill of a velociraptor by a human being in the entire franchise, to Spot. my knowledge, with that gymnastics move. So sure. even if there's camp, that is infinitely more competent than what we get here, which could have been like a similar vibe. Just take that San Diego sequence and extend it. And they did not. Um, it's a bummer. And I don't think it's going to get any better. And uh, I'll just take my check from uh, Biosyn. Yes. Uh, thank you uh, very much. <laughs> oh, it is better than now. You, you actually do like it, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat your, eat your corn that these locusts aren't going to eat. <laughs> Man, wild. What, what if Monsanto bioengineered locusts? And that's the main plot point of two. Not great. They probably will. Oh, yeah. And it's fascinating that Colin Trevorrow's like, this is the story that I want to tell about this. But um, I do. So Joe did have a great question, though, that I will ask mm-hmm. to you. Um, as far as like cappers on a trilogy, mm. I would say Jurassic Park 3, not necessarily a super definitive ending. It's kind of literally just another adventure. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the vibe of that film. Yeah, it's like a one-off adventure, I guess, Jurassic Park 3, because I guess some people have a lot of money, and their their kid gets lost parasailing, so they just say, Alan Grant, you know about dinosaurs, we'll pay you, and he just decides, okay, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll go there. <laughs> even like him leaving with that kid at the end, Mike, it's not like at the end he's like, and that was the last I ever saw of dinosaurs, and you know, that settled that like gaping hole in my heart. Like, no, it's it's really just like you got the kid, we did the thing, it's great. It's almost like you said, it's a, a good rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Now Wow, another rescue mission. Called, <laughs> another rescue wow. mission movie. There's another film called Jurassic World Dominion mm-hmm. that is the quote unquote capper, okay? I would have to imagine, just with how contracts are written now. That this feels much more definitive. That they kind of like pat Chris Pratt on the back and go like, you did it, buddy. Right, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Because again, I don't know what he's extended to do. I know he's not getting a ton of work right now because whatever. He's like religious and people... I, like, I don't give a shit, you know? But it's, I guess he's having a hard time finding work. Um, except for Guardians and Jurassic. But, it, you know, they're... You know, they could do more, but I don't know if they're going to involve him or Bryce Dallas Howard or, or, you know, even the old cast anymore. I think um, just jettison it. But it doesn't feel like a conclusion. It it feels just like. Oh, it doesn't. We return back to status quo of like, well, dinosaurs still exist. We're not deciding what to do with them. And they're just kind of hanging out. It's not like the movie could have been a global effort to contain the dinosaurs or figure out, do we exterminate them or not? These other nations are killing them. Do we pass legislation? Right? Like, what do we do about the dinosaurs for once and for all? Instead, it's like, what do we do about our bugs and this clone girl? Meanwhile, the dinosaurs will deal with them later. (laughs) That is wild. It really doesn't conclude anything. The, The threat of dinosaurs eating you when you're at the drive in movie theater are still present. We haven't solved that problem. By the end of the movie, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So it's not a capper. I guess at all. I don't know how you would it, it, like Biosyn's like, and here's a plague that will make just dinosaurs sick. You could something. do that, and then there's an ethical question: or do we relocate them? Or right. you know, that, I mean, that was the question in the last movie too. Though, oh, they're all on the island; they're all going to die. Do we evacuate them or not? And then they evacuate them, and now yeah. they're all over Earth. So again, bad choices all around. <laughs> 
That was yeah. a, that's an act of God. I think they should have just died on the, the volcano island. Sorry, dinosaurs. I guess it's just a fascinating question. Yeah. So they're on a little island in Costa Rica that's a sanctuary Two to islands, them by yeah. the end of the second one. The second canonical first movie, right? Yes. And then, like you said, the, the kind of rub is, what if they came to our world? What if we had to interact with them? But of course... You know, dinosaurs existed on this planet for 50 million years. Humans have existed for like 5,000 years, like if that, and like in, not in this competently state, and, yeah. are like, <laughs> right. and are like killing ourselves mm-hmm. like as we do it, like we can't coexist. So what is the logical conclusion? Right. You know, I guess that's what would have been more interesting to wrestle with. Right. Like, what do you do in... in when you create what is essentially an ecological disaster, what do you do yeah. to correct it? And especially now if it even gets into like, you know, AI, you know, there's that whole article that, oh, Google AI might be sentient. You know, the guy leaks some stuff and who knows, but life may be finding ways. So it's like if you create life, <laughs> what, what's your responsibility to it on top of like the danger it poses to the public? You know, again, that's what these all have pointed out. And the answer has always been don't metal with nature and dinosaurs and no one ever listens let's make a bigger park with more people oh look what happens more death so malcolm was always right (laughs) he he absolutely was Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna reference a movie that we've talked about in the past and i'm not saying i want it to go this far mike but you know what this really has me thinking about as far as like effects to it and you just saying ecological disaster Mm. rain of fire where you're like oh these monsters changed the world effectively by being introduced into our ecosystem. I'm not saying I want like, yo, because that is the zombie thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying post-apocalyptic of like, don't go beyond the walls barriers. There's a stegosaurus out there. Like, you know, like, no, that's like crazy. Like, obviously that's like, like, I just wouldn't, again, want to think of our characters of like Dr. Alan Grant in like, like a hut being like, I hope the raptors don't get me. No. No, I mean... I, I, I want stakes. Yeah, and I think there is a way you can do that. Like, maybe, maybe who knows how many sharks we're going to jump by the end of this, but it's like, yeah, dinosaurs have ushered in a, a Mad Max post-apocalypse where it's like just segments of survivors. Some of them have learned to, oh, if we, like, hang out with the Stegosaurus herd, they won't step on us. And they will provide protection, like circle the wagons. You know, like we yes. can find a way to coexist, maybe with the herbivores. I'm not kidding. And that stuff. sounds great. That sounds so much better, right? Especially if it's like the last of us. We're, we're like still right on the edge of yes. when we lost society. There's technology, a little exactly. bit, radios and shit, guns. The yeah. world does not need to shut down either. You know, a city or a town could. If there were six raptors loose in, like, you know, downtown Cincinnati, people would be like, you cannot go there anymore. Right, like, right. It, it would just be like, that's just how it would be. And, you know, the people who were left there would have to be like, oh, there are six raptors over by that fountain. What do I do right now? And then you end up with there's a whole industry of, you know, people who can teach you about dinosaurs, how they operate, because then you get this plot, like, let's say, the ghosts in the darkness. You know, Val Kilmer, those just we have two man-hunting yes. lions that showed up. that tiger. Right. But, yeah. but it's oh, the just lions. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But just for whatever reason, some raptors show up to some podunk, you know, perfection Nevada town and they're just wreaking havoc. And now that's your movie. And you just have these little or episode of a TV show and you just have these little vignettes of 
snapshots of life under dinosaur rule, essentially. Like, that's much more interesting than... It is. This. <laughs> and we're referencing, I gotta say, incredible other movies. So, Normies, check out all those other movies. If yeah, you yeah. See them. Um, I do have another question from Joe, though, and he does kind of ask about uh, the feeling of the off-the-rails-ness of a franchise, mm. and it seems like it is very relatable to what's going on with the Harry Potters right now or the Fantastic Beasts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? You didn't see that new one, right? The, no, no, the no. Secrets of Dumbledore. I ah, refuse. I was going to say, how do they stack up? Yeah, I haven't seen Secrets of Dumbledore, but it, it's just, it, it reeks of studio meddling and like, it's like trying to be like two movies at the same time because we have to have the old yeah. cast and they, they weren't even going to come back. They had to throw a lot of money at them, you know? So it's like, it, but can I say to that real quick and I'll, just to your studio meddling, I think it's just clear lack of vision and to support that mm-hmm. to what you just said, Colin Trevorrow was asked in the first movie, Jurassic World, why didn't you bring any of the original cast back? And his response was, Oh, I'm making a movie about dinosaurs. I'm not making a movie about the unluckiest people who have ever existed. Mm-hmm. They don't need to keep going into disaster after disaster after disaster. Then in the second one, they bring in Dr. Malcolm, because obviously you are getting that sort of legacy nostalgia bump. Literally, the him. trailers were built around him, if you remember, Mike. Mm-hmm. And then you see that film. 38 seconds if that it's like dinosaurs are great see you later yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh that guy was in thor ragnarok i love this mm-hmm. guy <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. uh, and then in this mike it's literally okay what's the logical big move we have created something here i mean it's it's the star wars like let's go ahead and say what it is it's it's the yeah. move that all these legacy sequels do of We've got our our new team let's bring in the originals they'll collide I mean, it's a very rapid kind of globe-trotting adventure. It's not dissimilar to the plot structure of Rise of Skywalker because it's just like, you know, Montana kidnapping McGuffin. Jarring. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, a little bit of sneaking around a space station, which is Biosyn. A little bit of, we got to get to Malta. Oh, they're flying the, our daughter to fucking wherever they are, Antarctica. Um, and we just got to go to get it. It's, it's, well, one, they just don't care because they make all the money. So why try to make something good again? There's no incentive to try harder if you're already making money. So I thought this would be the one that would bite them in the ass. I really thought the bad reviews coming out first, Mike, the lack of interest, the fact that I don't know if you recall, this was one of those films where during COVID they were like, like a a Tom Cruise kind of moment. They were all like, no, 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 no. We will be finishing this despite the danger. This is one of the most important things that has ever been made. Everybody kind of at the time was like, oh, is it worth your life to be making a Jurassic World 3 movie? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just I really thought the public interest and as you said, the Chris Pratt sort of stuff. um, There's this trailer now, Mike, that's like um, this. Uh, the Jurassic Park franchise has always been known for its strong female characters. And it starts with Laura Dern's character. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, she's in one movie and like 30 seconds of the third one. And I guess she's coming back for this one. Great. Right. Then it shows Bryce Dallas Howard's character. And it's like, okay, that is one of the most hated characters. I would say that was ever introduced to a modern blockbuster. The discourse. She was, but yeah. 
she's slimy. She's um, obsessed with wealth in that first film. And there was that whole backlash to her running in high heels. Which not Everybody her was just so thought was but, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, of it, course not. she has not. a it's lot like, of shades of hammer. She's like, yeah, this, yes. this effective and like doesn't care about the nephew. It's like all about the money, right? Yes. It's like Hammond. So she's not a redeemable yes. character. But Owen Grady softens her heart, you know. Oh, and Grady. Yeah. But, so this this trailer ends with, and the third part goes, and our new character. Mm-hmm. And it's this wonderful new actress who's playing the helicopter pilot person, yep, yep. who happens to be a person of color. Yeah. And all it made me realize is, and it's just so astounding that you launch this new franchise off the ground in this modern world. You got big name actors into it. This is your third film. This is the first person of color who's in that main cast of like main characters all mm-hmm. standing next to it stacked to each other. It's like, nobody's going to like this new character. She's associated with what's probably the worst movie in the franchise now. Right. And again, I, I do need to underline as we're talking about strong female characters, the strongest one is Kelly, who is also a person of color who killed a raptor. That's very strong. Yes. Why not bring <laughs> her back she? and yeah. make her the lead in one of these? Because she's dealt with I'm dinosaurs. I'm not a gymnast anymore, Dad. Uh, and I don't do your math stuff anyways. I work as a gene- or a paleontologist, just like you know my stepmom, Julianne Moore, was. Exactly. Because she really inspired me. Blah, blah, blah. I'd be I like, do great, this is stuff. Great. Yeah, with, uh, with the other guy. Um, this is my boyfriend, Dr. Owen Grady. No, his name's <laughs> Timothy. Like, oh, wonderful. He knew Alan Grant. Yes. Yeah. And his sister Lex is really good at computer. I think that's the next yes, thing is, um, and Lex is a good character back. too. She's the hacker, you know, it's a Unix system. You know, it's like they do. And, yes. and the new character, um, she's got a great look. She's fine in the movie. Again, it just sucks that she's going to be associated. It's with just the a worst burger. movie. So if anyone yeah. goes to the next film, I hope it's her. And like, you know, they do something like she was fine, but she was, yes. um, she was the person hired to human traffic. Right. And then they paid her more money to not say anything. But then she felt bad. And then she's like, "Okay, I know where your daughter is. And then she teams up with the good guys. She's like, I'll fly anything. Dinosaurs, whatever cargo you pay me. She's like the Han Solo. And she's like, I was "Ah, literally about to say she's the Han Solo. Basically, she's the Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's it. But you, well, you just reminded me. Do they ever bring those grandkids back? They're not grown up in this last one. Like they hey, haven't remember? brought them back. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, I think that's, I guess that's the missing piece. They show up in the Lost World. They're hanging out at Hammond's mansion. They're in they that intro Grant. scene in Lost World. They walk up and they go like, "Grandpa's so sick" or whatever, and he's like, "Okay." Let me talk to him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe they'll come back the next one. That's the only thing I can think logically because they've done everything else. You bring Tim and Lex back. Well, a lot of fans want that, I guess. But I, I'm fatigued after this one. Let me let me do last question here. Then I would mm. say now, Mike, you're saying next one. Let's let's do some Hollywood forecasting. Now, are you saying Jurassic World four, or are you saying the inevitable three picture reboot that is Jurassic Universe oh, or man. you know Jurassic Galaxy? Wow. What comes next after this? Park World. Camera, woman, TV. What's the what's the word? <laughs> what's the Trump meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause, uh, he does say dinosaur. You're right. <laughs> no, no. Here's what you do. You just call it Cretaceous Park. You know, boom. Yeah, new you just literally. And then we can do Cretaceous it. World after that. Yeah. Just yeah. Keep repeating the right. same mistakes. That's what these movies are all about. You know. So is there is there another period that we can get that's like ripe for for miming like a. Can we get trilobites in a movie? 
I want I want Smilodon, you know, saber toothed tigers and shit, and those giant sloths uh, okay. with with spiky thumbs, yes. those giant land sloths. Open up a park yeah. that's like um, big yeah, mammals, those <laughs> fucking uh, woolly mammoths, yeah, all that good yeah, stuff. Dire wolf, like big ass wolves, like a giant bear. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Megalodon, that's like you know, like the meg size, that's like yeah. the size of the ocean. Fifty foot crocodiles. Let's just do that. Yeah, just. Because the dinosaurs have been wrong since the beginning. That's another last thing that was frustrating is it's like, at least in world, they're like, we're corporate. And we don't give a fuck. So we just made a bigger, scarier, genetically modified dinosaur because that's what they want. And then in this one, they're like, here's a bigger T-Rex thing. It just is. It's just bigger. Fuck it. Here's a raptor. Right. It can swim. Fuck it. Like, we don't explain why we did it. At least well, the world is looking it, back yeah. on the reflexive corporatism of it. You and you know BD Wong. I was looking for quotes, um, yeah. you know, to for, to write up the copy for this episode. And BD Wong says in Jurassic World, and I didn't remember this. He says, "You don't ask how to do it; you just say more teeth." Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of indicative of this whole thing. But I, that is great because you know, yeah. I mean, where else do you go? It's like right. I don't know. I kind of do just want to see some with like shooting lasers out of their eyes or have like super long arms or like yeah, whatever. we it's got like, one with know. very long fingernails in this one. Yeah, man, I tell yeah. you that that the the Indoraptor he might be my franchise <laughs> favorite just because he's the Joker of dinosaurs. He is great. He looks straight to camera. I love the Indoraptor. He's he my does. favorite. I want him. He looks I like awesome. him more than Ice Raptor. I think I it's guess, called yeah, in marketing the, the pyroraptor, but why is oh, it swimming in ice? I thought it was going to breathe fire. It looks like it's going to. And, and clearly it's just the red to blue, right? Well, like, does he defeat, does blue shit. defeat him at the end? Blue's not even in this. Blue gets her kid stolen and Owen says, I'll get her back. And then comes back but at Blue's the not, end of the movie uh, and says, he here's your daughter. rides blue? No. I'm telling you, there's a lot of missed opportunities going. Hmm. It's very disappointing. He should have been riding I, blue through Malta. Bummer. He's on a motorcycle I, running from raptors. The, it should have been a raptor, yeah. <laughs> by the middle of the second one, they should establish, like, going forward, he will be riding blue, Owen Grady, for the rest of these movies. And I'd Dino be like, yeah, that's a cool franchise riders. choice. <laughs> Absolutely yes. it is. I would cast him for ten more sequels if they just did that. Whoa, put his what hand out, you know? That'd be sick. Yep. Yeah, he puts his hand out Stop. to the Giganotosaurus. It kind of works. Stop. Whoa, whoa. Oh, come on. Maybe it's a surprise. <laughs> Maybe because it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you serious? Anyhow. Um, last last right. note. They have to do yeah. in this movie team up tag team matches to defeat the big boss. Because like Blue had to team up with the T-Rex twice now, I believe, to win. Oh, right. Yes. Right? Because they helped defeat both Indoraptor and... Indominus Rex. The final shot of the first Jurassic World is our OG T-Rex coming back, kicking ass, letting out a scream, and then just, like, walking off into the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a team-up, I believe, at the end of two. And then there's a team-up at the end of this one with the three-finger dinosaurs. So they just repeat the same shit. T-Rex gets to kill the Giganotosaurus because we like the T-Rex. And it got killed by the Spinosaurus, and everyone complains. So it's just like... All right, here's a here's a wrestling match. So I say we go over to final thoughts on the yeah. This kingdom really has fallen. So let's uh, <laughs> let's get it, get out of here. Lock the gates. <laughs> Not into the long grass. 
about to go extinct because we're wrapping it up here talking Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic here on Normies Like Us. Did I tell you what? This movie really puts the ass in Jurassic. <laughs> hey, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I just, you know, I didn't see it, Mike. So it's yeah. like my final thoughts, my final thoughts don't matter. I'm very excited to hear yours and, and kind of maybe a, a summation or a wrap up of, of yeah. even just modern blockbusters and like what you think's going on. But I will just say like, you know, I'll ask my dad on the phone, are you going to see Jurassic World? No, why would I see that? I'll wait till it's streaming maybe. I'll ask my brother, are you going to see that? No, heard it's bad. You know, the general consensus and the gravity around me outside of you really just seemed to be, oh, I don't think those movies are good or that they've done a good job or that there would really be any reason to ever enjoy that at all. To which I just go like, well, you all didn't say that, you know, in 2015 when the biggest fucking movie Mm -hmm. on the planet came back and I was just sitting there stunned going like, oh, everybody just is pretending they like dinosaurs again. Yeah. No, it's pretty wild, and we talked, I think, a couple episodes ago about how just nothing's sacred. Corporatism will no. take all of the things you love and just accept it. Like, Star Wars yes. um, is a property. It's not a movie. It's not for Jurassic us. is a yeah. property. It's not just that anymore. So, you, got, you have to accept it. It's just funny to me that the themes of the Jurassic franchise are essentially corporations doing way more than they really should (laughs) please don't bastardize something it's literally characters begging like learn a lesson leave what's dead alone and everyone who's involved with it is like great we wrote those words we filmed them we acted in them we paid for them i didn't hear a word that they just said let's do it again yeah to quote old kylo ren let the past die kill it if you have to you know in the book Jurassic Park. You know, I've read both of the books, you know, and I've seen all the movies. You're a Michael Crichton fan. Yeah, the Costa Rican military bombs the shit out of the island and kills all the dinosaurs. That's the resolution. That's a real world solution to this problem that is more plausible than whatever we're getting. Let the past die. Dinosaurs shouldn't be living. Malcolm's been saying it, and we just keep doing the same stuff, and that's like the corporate, we'll just keep regurgitating the same plot points, and characters and this and that until you're just bored even obi-wan is starting to feel like man i was really excited about this (laughs) so nothing sacred everything will be ruined and uh you know we'll just you know turn to bones one day so take take comfort in that yeah wait and then some alien will dig us up and it'll be like the movie ai you you just made me think the Maybe real they'll make world a park where they bring us back and like look at these guys they run around (laughs) killing each other and shit it's wild and of course that is the, my next movie. It's called Millennium Park. People who were born in yeah. the Millennium era. Yes, of course. But no, you know what I, you were just making me think? Real world mm-hmm. reactions to this, right? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Mike. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Dolly the sheep when people oh, would yeah. be like, we cloned something. I would be like, yeah. what do you mean? And they're like, we did it mm-hmm. successfully. You can go see it. His name is Dolly the lamb. You know, he just exists. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Why isn't everyone talking about this at every moment? And don't right. you just like don't you just feel like now, Mike, if somebody in a lab was like, oh, I made a Velociraptor. I've got a baby one over there. I made it like, you know, three years ago. Like right now, right. people would just be like, who cares? You know, <laughs> abortion yeah. needs to be like a le- and like people would just be like fighting about other things. And you'd be like, but a dinosaur exists. 
Yep, no, we don't care about that. That's very true, too. Um, and then you would have to turn it into... Um, since no one cares about the science, you have to turn it into a spectacle like John Hammond. You, right? it, it would get, it would, it, it would turn into one of those things where it's like one of those news reports, or it would turn into like the Tiger King, where you just like man found with five raptors, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, what does that uh, newspaper article say, and what yeah, was that hey, man what? arrested for? Oh man, I would have loved to see like a fake reality show of Raptor King in this. Like you could have done that. What I liked about Mike, the second it's sequel so lazy. is it was campy. They could have done any of it. They should have gone full camp and they didn't. They went yes. like melodrama and shitty plotting. It should have been but the campiest one. In the first one, they have a um, Jimmy Buffett cameo because there's a Cheeseburgers in Paradise or a Margaritaville or at Jurassic World. It's mm-hmm. like you already went that far. Do it again. I believe he has two margaritas and he's running for yeah. his life trying to manage them. <laughs> yeah, it's great. like a pterodactyl like <laughs> yeah, chasing yeah. him. And then they viciously murder that assistant who did yes. nothing wrong because the dinosaurs in don't this, care you about your alignment. At least when they're flying, have the little girl look at her smartphone and somebody goes like, I'm the Raptor King of Florida. You know, down here, I got three Raptors, you know, and I'll some put my fucking... head right in his mouth. You know, yeah, gonna exactly. like, that kind of shit would be amazing. How are they integrating? How are people exploiting them? Like, like the zombie bullshit. reality shows in Shaun of the Dead, you know, it's like, yes. it's all there. This should have been borderline parody. It should have been full camp. Yes. And it, it wasn't. We, we want to camp but instead, we get Camp Cretaceous and then this. <laughs> uh, we can't do better than that. All right. Yep, no, we uh, can't. <laughs> folks, it's, uh, we hope that like you're not out there excavating excitement for this franchise. If you are, hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us and be like, yo, dinosaurs still rule. I go to the National History Museum all the time. I'm all about bones. Dope. We want to hear that. Mike wants to hear that. He can't be Heck alone. Yeah. Somebody has to like these. Yeah, I mean, someone likes dinosaurs. It's just not Universal or their writer's room. Um, no. So reach out to us. Tell us what you thought. Hopefully you didn't see this. Uh, if you do, don't spend money on it. <laughs> just just wait till it's on streaming. Or don't watch go out your cam. way. Do something. To, is there like a scene yeah. that's that you're just like, well, at least, you know, like at least I saw a cool blank the strongest scene is the, is the Malta sequence, and that's a little bit of dinosaur black market. That's the only time they really touch on the shit that was set up in the second movie. And it's just brief because mm-hmm. they, they get there and it's like an in-between, you know, pass-through point to get the kidnapped goods to another, you know, person pl- flying a plane. You know, they're in Moss Espa. You go to Dinosaur. They're trying to Moss find the Isley head of the Cantina. staff of Roth. No, I yeah, gotcha. yeah, you go to, you go to the Moss Island Cantina where we got like Dinosaur Fight Club, but they don't show it. They show that it exists, but they don't show the fight, you know. So you see all the seedy shit going on in Malta and then we're out of there and on to the next scene. So yeah. it's pretty quick. But some of that stuff is fun. Um, and uh, Malcolm, but the rest of it. Um, all right. Well, yes. Watch it for Jeff not. Goldblum. I think that's what do we're it for all Jeff. do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that's it for my final thoughts. I appreciate everyone listening to this. Colin, thanks for indulging me in my uh, Please. rant about uh, chaos theory and why we should not be uh, <laughs> cloning uh, dinosaurs anymore. Uh, Quit pushing and, uh, your glasses yeah. up and unbuttoning more. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Mr. Sadler. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get out of here, Mr. Mathematician. We've been your hosts. This is uh, Dr. Colin Brooks, paleontologist. Then Dr. Mikeum, Ian Mikeum, uh, Ian Mikeum, yes, or Michael Crichton, either one. 
Um, yeah, must pod don't make bad movies. <laughs> must pod faster. <laughs> and be sure to hit like, share, and subscribe, and all that. We'll catch you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!